How's it going, Katanning? Welcome back to the Greatest City in the World podcast. I'm here today with a, a special guest. This is my friend, Ozzy. I met him last week. Uh, he's here with NCCC. And so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, and we'll get into like the organization and what you're doing in Katanning. Yeah, first. Well, thank you, Andrew. Uh, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. This is, this is really a pleasure for for myself, and, and I hope it is for you as well. Mm -hmm. uh, my name is Ozzy Wood. I'm a team leader for an organization called AmeriCorps NCCC. There are many different programs and initiatives run by uh, the organization AmeriCorps, and I am in NCCC, which stands for the National Civilian Community Corps. Uh, basically, uh, a little bit more about me. I'm a, I'm a mathematician. I graduated with a degree in math a couple wow. years ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, applied math. I'm a mathematician, also a jazz musician, a uh, uh, lover of mountains and running and, uh, various other, uh, various other trades and hobbies. So very cool. Uh, how yeah. old are you? I'm 23. So you're like a 23 year old Renaissance man. I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I think that might be overstating my credentials, but uh, but uh, yeah, I like to I like to think uh, that I dabble in a lot of different things. So. I love it. Well, mm -hmm. That's super cool. So, tell me a little bit more about NCCC. Um, I think it's a really neat program, and specifically, I'm thinking about like the youth of Katanning that are that are growing up. They're not quite sure what they want to do with their lives after high school. Um, maybe they're going to go into a trade, or they feel like they should go to college. But I think AmeriCorps is a really neat option. So tell me a little bit about NCCC and what you've been doing over the last several months. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, NCCC is a really interesting and innovative program. It's been around since the '90s, and basically, it is uh, you load up in a 15-passenger van with between six and ten other fellow volunteers, aged 18 to 24. And uh, you travel the country, and you will only stay in one place for about a month, maybe two months. So I think it's usually in the six to nine weeks period. And, uh, and you just perform acts of service while, you know, all the while gaining these transformative life values, such as, you know, teamwork, patience, uh, a hard work ethic, uh, you know, a, a other such stuff that is going to stick with you through life. So not only are you gaining this very practical professional experience, such as, uh, you know, amateur carpentry, uh, you know, we're here with Habitat for Humanity right, right now. Uh, but we've also, we've, uh, we've helped out at a mega vaccine clinic in the area, uh, in the era of COVID uh, over in Newark, New Jersey, which is, was a really niche opportunity. Yeah. So, so yeah, I know you guys, um, they'll have different planned things like right now you're in Katanning this was very much planned like yeah. you guys were coming here uh, for a specific purpose to help out habitat and then if I mean my understanding is like if a natural disaster would happen tomorrow like a Hurricane Katrina style event they would be right. sending you guys down there probably that is uh, that is definitely true there is this uh, uh, often pesky but honestly very noble clause at the at the bottom of all of the contracts that we signed which mm -hmm. basically says uh, at any point for any reason, you could be pulled in response to a disaster. So, so there is always that option that you know, if a disaster strikes, say wildfire, hurricanes, tornadoes, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cleanup that needs to happen, or a lot of dissemination of resources to impacted or underserved communities, then uh, then, then we'll be mobilized out to those areas, and we'll we'll help in those ways as well. So. Yeah, it has to be extraordinarily rewarding. I mean, you're going to all these different places. You're basically like doing it, you're spending a year just doing good work. That's right. Yeah. Um, so how did, like, what made you want to get involved with that? 
Or right. how, did, how did you find out about it in the first place, I guess? Let's talk about that. Yeah, uh, well, gosh, I found out about it uh, through a friend, actually. So for a long time, I was in the pipeline to join the United States Navy, and I was going to be a pilot uh, there, and I was really excited about that life path. Uh, and then COVID struck, delayed my process a little bit, and I think like a lot of people that kind of got forced inside, it caused me to uh, reevaluate, kind of look at the trajectory of my life and think, is this really the step forward that I want to be making? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you something about being a Navy pilot. It's a 10-year commitment. Yeah. Uh, and so I was looking at that, and I was thinking, ooh, that's, that is my 20s and an okay, you know, decent chunk of my 30s yeah. that I'm going to be devoting towards uh, piloting for the Navy. And I, and I thought, you know, I really, I, I feel the call to service. I'm really motivated to make a positive impact in the ways that I look around me. Surely there's other ways that I can make maybe a more constructive, uh, a, a more constructive effort here in, uh, in American communities. Yeah. And so after talking, you know, life values and philosophies with some of my friends and talking about how I was looking for these opportunities, uh, I've just one of my friends happened to know about AmeriCorps and, and told me, oh, well, have you heard have you thought about AmeriCorps? And I said, AmeriCorps, what's that? Yeah. Uh, and she said, well, honestly, it's this uh, well-under-advertised organization <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, that does exactly the kind of thing that you're looking for. So I looked into it. I watched some videos on YouTube about it, and I, I read through some pages online. And uh, lo and behold, it was pretty much a perfect fit for me. So I applied immediately, and the interview process was underway. And as soon as I got accepted, I... I don't think I've ever jumped onto uh, onto an an accept invitation button <laughs> as quickly as I did. You know, I got the email. It was like, "Congratulations! Please let us know within three days." And I was like, three days? Try three minutes. I'll let you know right now." Yes. Fantastic. Uh, of course, I'm coming. So. That's awesome. So, is it uh, is it a one year commitment? I I can't remember. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for team leaders, it's uh, it's about a ten month commitment. So I began my service. This year, 2021, on January 5th, and my last day of service will be November 18th. So uh, for those counting at home, that's about 10 and a half months, I hope. Uh, Being a mathematician, I hope that checks out. (laughs) uh, Is that like a hard end, or do you have opportunities that you can continue on? Uh, That is a hard end. So so the end of the service term is November 18th, and and November 19th, we all demobilize. I think as team leader, I actually get the privilege of driving back to... uh, lovely Vinton, Iowa, to return the team van and a lot of the team supplies. So, okay. Uh, yeah, and, and then, of course, we'll demobilize after that. But um, Very cool. Mm-hmm. So I know in Katanning, I'm, I'm familiar with what you're doing here. Yeah. Um, can you explain to the people watching this, you know, what are you doing in Katanning? What are you hoping to accomplish in your, in your one month here? Yeah, yeah. Well, gosh, a month is just not enough time. It's, uh, <laughs> I wish you could stay a lot longer than that. Sure. I know. Yeah. And believe me, so do we. Uh, first off, I mean, the, the people have been wonderfully hospitable coming from Newark, New Jersey. I mean, those people, <laughs> those people were great. But as soon as they get behind the wheel of a car, they, they suddenly become uh, not so great. So, uh, no, it, it's, it's been a really nice time. It, it didn't take long for us to really fall in love with the with the humble town of, of Catanning. Right now, we are working with the Habitat for Humanity, Armstrong County uh, branch. And uh, we are performing some pretty significant renovations on several of their uh, interior housing spaces. So already, I mean, we're, you know, what, a week and a half into it. And already we have, you know, ripped out flooring and uh, we've 
we put in three different types of flooring as well. A lot with flooring, <laughs> as, it, as it turns out. Yeah, we've done tile, laminate, and linoleum. And uh, let's see, we've, we've taken up carpet and taken up tack strips. Uh, we've been painting uh, the interior of some homes, like windowsills and doorways and fireplaces and stuff like that. Uh, it's, you know, so that, that's really been a treasure to get those, like, just very hands-on experience, never a dull moment, and there's plenty variety of tasks, whether you're mixing the mortar or the grout or you're the one actually laying down the tile. I mean, there's, it, you really get to see how a team effort, everybody doing their own tasks, comes together to complete, like, this, this larger whole. Yeah. Uh, this past Saturday, we actually had the splendid opportunity of uh, assisting with the Rock the Block event that yeah. occurred here uh, in in the Wick City is a subdivision, I guess, of of Katanning. Yeah, and uh, I mean that was really special. A lot of a lot of profound service projects all over the all over the town taking place simultaneously, and uh, you could really you could watch in real time the city transform into something. Uh, more beautiful than it was before. So, right. Yeah, yeah I, I love Rock the Block because it's like in eight hours, you can literally feel a tangible difference yeah. in the community. Yeah. And uh, we had for that day 25 potential projects. And out of those, like 11 of them are completely done. Nine of them are like, I would say, 90% done right. in aggregate. So you think about 20 different projects happening in a day. That would be a whole summer's worth of volunteering for our entire church. Right. And that happened in like six hours. Right. I think uh, I would not shy away from saying that that is the most impressive, like, single community service event that I have ever seen in my life. I mean, it was really an entire community coming together. And uh, just my team alone, I mean, we were building decks, planting flower beds, we were demolishing an old shed, we were painting an exterior staircase. Uh, what else did we do? <laughs> it's, it's so many things, just boom, 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 one right, one right after the the other well it was really cool because you guys came at the perfect time i don't yeah. think when we originally set the date we knew you were even going to be here right. and so um and then the director for habitat he was down from right. his surgery right. and so then we had seven leaders come in who have yeah. been getting this practical leadership experience and you guys were i think integral to the success of that day so yeah, appreciate yeah. you guys well, it, was our, it was our pleasure it really was it was it was great fun yeah so you're going to continue to work on houses i know you're mm -hmm. continuing to probably uh, do some of the mop up from rock the block cleaning mm -hmm. up those last few projects oh yeah yeah <laughs> and uh did you is that where you were today i know you said you were doing a dumpster today oh yeah were you yeah, so, that big shed so was, yes okay yeah, <laughs> as, as part of the demolishing of that uh shed that i was talking about uh well well into well underway of demolishing that shed we found out it was not a shed it was actually a very old house a very lived-in house that had just been kind of left with all its interior really uh, yeah stuff inside it wow it was, it was crazy and uh yeah so i mean we we demoed at least like well over three quarters of that shed i would say we didn't quite get to the end of it by the end of the day uh, and we didn't get to the end because we had loaded up our entire Habitat box truck with just <laughs> debris, mostly boards with very hazardous nails sticking out of it. And right. so, so it was our job this morning to uh, to rush over to the dump and safely uh, get that truck emptied yeah. so that it was usable to finish the job up there. Well, if you guys haven't seen the video of that day, I'll put a link in the description here so you can check it out. Um, right. So you're in Catanning. Mm -hmm. Uh, you came from Newark, so you're in you're a big city, right? And then you come to a very small town, pretty small, yeah. Uh, 
what do you think? I mean, how how's that transition go? Like, what? Yeah. Where did you grow up? Where where? Oh, I I grew up actually in a in a town of about twenty thousand individuals. Okay. In uh, Waynesboro, Virginia, which is about, okay. about thirty miles west of Charlottesville. If you've ever heard of Charlottesville. Yeah. So that feels like mid-sized city. Yeah. Yeah. That, so mid-sized. So um, what do you think of Newark and Catanning and like? It's kind of interesting. Contrast so, the two for me. So I should also say, before we were in Newark, we were in this tiny, tiny town called Dunseith, North Dakota, okay. which actually sits up on the border of North Dakota and Manitoba, Canada, up yeah. above it. Uh, and we were we were painting some interior uh, summer camp dorm room spaces, actually, for, for a music camp that comes through every year. Wow. It was pretty cool. Uh, that town, I think, had about 750 residents, okay. which is smaller than my high school. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, uh, so we we are uh, we're getting whiplash pretty good, I would say, by uh, by kind of the cultural differences and, and the shift in tone and change of pace. I will say probably the most interesting thing that I have noticed between the projects we've experienced in Newark and uh, Katanning is that in Newark, we were working at a mega vaccine facility where. Uh, you know, that had a capacity of churning out 6,000 to 7,000 vaccines in a single day. Wow. Uh, and it was starting to downsize because less people were rolling through. It, it sure. was, on an average day, probably 250 to 500 people were coming through. Okay. So many days we spent, uh, you know, relatively redundant to the to the efforts that were going on there, which is why we got pulled a little bit early so that, so that our, uh, our potential could be fully utilized here where there's uh, just frankly, a little bit more work to go around. Sure. So we have this double whiplash of being in a really <laughs> giant, densely populated area with a relatively low uh, workload yeah. to going to this very small town <laughs> with so much to do. <laughs> like like at this, uh, this Rock the Block event, uh, you know, everybody in their neighbor was asking, hey, can you come paint our deck can you like come do this other thing and you're like oh my gosh there's so so much opportunity for for service and uh it, it this community is one that's used to coming together to help each other out so um yeah no it's been it's been very interesting uh kind of kind of grappling with that double change of pace i'm sure yeah and um but i'm, I'm glad to hear that katanning's been welcoming to you i know i am certainly appreciative of everything uh, that you guys are doing here yeah. You're not our first NCCC crew either. I mean, this is, I, I think this is the second or third, um, but I remember the last group, um, they were here finishing houses and doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like every single person that I've ever met that's been involved with AmeriCorps seems to have a really solid head on their shoulders. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you guys are, you, to go into it, you almost have to be service-minded in some aspect. That's right. But I'm assuming the program, do you feel like it kind of rounds you out? I would... I would say I would say so. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it definitely presents its own set of unique uh, challenges mm -hmm. and like uh, obstacles to overcome. And and so a lot of your time in AmeriCorps is spent kind of adapting to those challenges and, and learning how to overcome them. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting group. We are we're incredibly diverse. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we come from all different corners of the country from california to maine to florida to wow. texas i mean we're, we're literally like just this team of seven individuals is coming from all over the place uh all different races and socioeconomic statuses 
different levels of college experience. We have we have somebody who hasn't gone to college, doesn't care to. We have somebody who hasn't gone to college and is kind of given a side eye, like Ooh, maybe someday, but I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Uh, we have two people who are in the middle of their college, and we have two. Uh, we have three college graduates. So it's like, wow. At all stages of life, we're coming into this with all different sorts of uh, perspectives, whether it be uh, politics, spirituality, uh, and just like just different worldviews. Yeah. Um, and. So despite all that diversity, despite all that, uh, that difference that, uh, that, you know, I guess you could say kind of separates us or at least makes us interesting to each other. Yeah. There's the striking unity that comes in two pieces. The first piece is we are all incredibly service motivated. So in order to opt into this organization where you, uh, you know, you load up with a ragtag band of brothers and sisters <laughs> into this 15 passenger van and travel the country for an entire year doing some pretty intense uh, service projects uh, for basically no pay. We do receive a living stipend, but it's really just designed to cover the essentials. So we're, we're considered volunteers right. because, of our, uh, because of our low stipend. Uh, it takes a certain type of person to look at that and say, oh yeah, yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> okay, yeah, sign me up. That sounds great. Uh, so, I mean... We, we all are united in that sense that we feel that call to service and that, that, uh, that mission to uh, promote the goodness and the flourishing of our fellow people that, that, that we see around us and, and to uplift communities that are, you know, underserved or, you know, that just have a lot of progress ahead of them. Right. Um, the second thing that unites us is that we are all in an interesting period of transition in our lives. So like I said, we're all coming from different places looking for different things out of this organization but one thing that is held constant is that we are taking some time to intentionally further our values mm -hmm. of service while at the same time very intentionally planning what comes next right so americorps being a 10-month obligation uh unlike piloting for the navy which is 10 years mm -hmm. 10 months is a little more stomachable uh it it's a it's a sublime time honestly to uh to take that time reflect what are my values what uh where is my life going and how do i want to uh how do i want to go forward so some people who are in the middle of their uh in the middle of their college thinking about uh you know i'm gonna get my associates what comes next people people just graduated college without you know a defined direction it's like okay am i going back to college am i going into the workforce uh, am I going, you know, any any number of other ways? And uh, for people like me and a couple others on the team, it's like, how how am I going to continue answering this call to service? What are my future humanitarian ambitions? And how does AmeriCorps kind of uh, get my uh, get my foot in the door to these uh, kind of humanitarian efforts? I love it. Um, mm -hmm. I just can't. It's going to be so valuable. I mean, 10 months in the scheme of life, right? It's like a vapor. Like, it's so it's <laughs> yeah. so fast. That's true. Um, but the values that you are expanding upon, the experiences that you're having, um, like all the serving opportunities, the relationships you're building. And I'm even thinking, like, when I bought my first house, I didn't know how to do anything. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm looking on YouTube for, like, how to install a floor. <laughs> yeah. That, and you're learning that now. Sure. And you're going to take all these things and, like, it's going to be applicable literally for the rest of your life. I think that's the other piece. For people that aren't 
super sure, or at least don't have a super clear focus of what they're trying to do with the next part of their lives, at the same time that AmeriCorps gives you the space to kind of halt and gives you very specific structures and guidelines with which, uh, within which to live, it also gives you a broad range and a variety of new tasks and new skills. Today, I drove a box truck for the first time. <laughs> right. Never knew that I, you know, I found myself driving down some pretty windy roads, <laughs> thrown into second gear, and I was like, not sure I ever expected I'd be doing this. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Uh, but uh, yeah. And, so it, it's and at a, the same time, if you never drove a box truck before, you might have, I mean, you might have driven it today and it would have been like, you found your life's calling. Exactly. Maybe, maybe that didn't happen for you. <laughs> but yeah. at, this, at the same time, it's like, now I know. Now that's I know right. what that's like. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. So AmeriCorps focuses on five main areas. The first, as we already talked about, is disaster response. So at yeah. any time, if there's, if if service is, if there's an immediate need for just, you know, helping hands in a certain area and wherever in the nation, uh, we we could be called out to that area, or or it could be planned ahead of time that we would go there. Sure. There's, uh, there's four other departments, though. Uh, there's uh, energy conservation, which kind of looks at, uh, you know, weatherizing homes and, uh, and, and just creating more en- energy-efficient structures for, yep. for living and, and, the, and the functioning of communities. Uh, there's environmental conservation and stewardship. So a lot of that looks like removing invasive species, you know, really out in the field, uh, or I should say in the woods, clear, <laughs> you know, clearing trails and, uh, uh, you know, uh, that that sort of thing. Yeah. There's a uh, infrastructure, uh, infrastructural improvements, which is really looking to prop up communities through making significant improvements into their infrastructure. So a lot of that is working with government organizations, whether it be uh, parks and recreation organizations or just local small town governments to try to improve their infrastructure for for serving their community. Uh, and then there's urban and rural development, which is what we're working on right now, where nice. you're actually. We're working with Habitat, and you actually go to people's homes and, and make it, you know, just a better place to live. So, I mean, just alone in that, uh, y- you can see the wide variety of tasks that you could potentially be assigned to throughout your term in AmeriCorps. Absolutely. So if there's someone that's, like, watching this or they have a, a child that they think would be interested in something like this, how does one get involved with AmeriCorps and specifically in C? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the best way is to go to our website, so... Uh, americorps.gov or go to um, just just type in americorps into into google or whatever your search engine is is probably your best way so that's a m e r i c o r p s uh, pronounced americorps though yeah. that's the first hurdle <laughs> when you become a member not <laughs> saying americorps <laughs> not saying americorps uh, though some days it'll wear you out and make you feel like an americorps nice no, just kidding just kidding well, last question. Okay. This is just for about you. Let's go. What's next for Ozzy? Where do you go after AmeriCorps is over? Yeah. Well, like I said earlier, uh, I hinted already. Uh, I'm I'm very interested in furthering this uh, this humanitarian streak that I have in me. I don't know if it's you know a phase. If it's like just my twenties. Oh, he's yeah. Of course, he's yeah. trying <laughs> trying to save the world, but. Uh, uh, my my dad actually has as his ringtone for me, kumbaya, <laughs> <laughs> because because uh, I'm always talking about these like yeah ways that the world can be ways that we can How really can we, come we can really change the world. One yeah. person can make a difference, you know. But I, I really do believe that, and so 
Uh, next, I'm looking into Peace Corps, and I actually have a couple Peace Corps opportunities that are panning out pretty well. So uh, I have my eyes set on a two-year term of Peace Corps. Uh, AmeriCorps, obviously, the experiences that I've gained here uh, make me a much more competitive applicant for that, and indeed many other uh, many other possible uh, service-based opportunities. So I couldn't be more grateful to have that, you know, as, as kind of my background going forward. And uh, yeah. well, I think, um, I mean, I think this channel kind of proves your point that it's, that it is really possible for, for one person you have with the, with the power of social media, with the power of just the different communication aspects that there are now, there used to be kind of gatekeepers. So yeah. if you were just one person and you didn't know that have the right connections, then you wouldn't be able to do anything. But um, I really believe that with the with the heart that you guys have for service, you, yeah. you are going to make a difference no matter where you end up. So yeah, um, I'm just pumped you get to be in Katani making a difference for one month. But I'm really excited for you as a person to see where you go from here. So I think that's the key too, is to keep, you know, even, even uh, if, if people don't agree with you that the difference can be made or that the difference is even happening or anything like that, you get, you got to keep that passion. If it's going to happen, that's the only way to do it. You got to keep that passion, that childlike wonder and just, you know, strive for better. And uh, I definitely see that here in Katanning, the market improvements that we're making just because of the, uh, the mindset shift towards, uh, towards positivity and optimism. Amen. Yeah. Well, I, it's been a pleasure to meet you, talk with you. I know I'm, I'm not going to be here for the most of the time that you're here, but uh, I wish you well in your time in Katanning. Wish you well in the future, and um, I just uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you want to get involved with AmeriCorps, we'll have that link in the description. And um, I would love to see some Katanning kids go out into the world, get all these awesome experiences, yes. and then come back and uh, find a way to bless, bless your hometown. But um, anything else you want to say? Um, hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> all right bless yeah. you guys see you in the yeah. next one all right thanks so much andrew